previously on the Soundless Citadel. More flying vermin. For Methuselah's turn, they play a song befitting of a fae queen, light and whimsical, echoing with the sweet laughter of children at a carnival, as I cast fairy fire. You're encompassing both bats, right? That means that both Mortis and Seeker also needs to do dexterity saving throws. I failed. I I got a nine. You take five psychic damage, and you are filled with regret for one minute. I feel like as Mortis is hit by this attack, he sort of like looks down. He's like very sorrowful. He starts kind of muttering under his breath. He's like, I should have done more. I should have done more. And then like he clutches the emblem of she and like closes his eyes for a split second. With determination, he lashes out again against the swarm. Whatever bats are left completely disperses and disappears in the cracks and debris of the ruins of the sunset. You guys finally open the door towards the next room. Methuselah hears something. Very small sounds, almost like whimpering sounds. And as Methuselah approaches with the rest of the team, you guys look under the bench. There is clutter and a small creature of sorts. Hi, friend! Yep! No, no, please, no, please, no me, no Meepo, no! Are, are you alone here, Meepo? Meepo will not tell goblin friends that colony lives here! I don't know where your colony is or anything. I, I just wanted to make sure that you're alright. Why does goblin friend care? Goblin stuck dragon! It's the glass dragon! Cowsrits! She is gone. Perhaps he might have some insight into where we could find the goblins. Eustrial knows! That's our leader! Our colony's leader! We will find your dragon! And we will bring her right back here to you! I'll bring you to Eustral and she will tell you if you can help. Ursula is looking at the group like very uncomfortably right now. Uh, yes, I, I must admit I, I did have some experience with kobolds during my time as a hired sword back in Lestri. I understand the risks. However, I, I believe that it would be remiss of us to not see if we can assist. Well, it, it's not the the kobolds themselves that I am sort of doubting. It's any influence of a, of a dragon. Throughout the vastness of the multiverse, there lies a tavern. As you approach its doors, you catch bubbles of laughter that rise and burst into cheers as colorful groups of travelers find comfort in their bonds. As you head inside, the smile of the tavern keeper greets you. They're an otherworldly being with a bluish corporeal form. They wear attire befitting of an innkeeper, and they have a large cloudy nebula for hair speckled with stars, which gently sways with their movement. Welcome to the Storyteller's Tavern. 
where stories are served like ale and seat is open for you at every table. Tonight's special is the Sunless Serial, an epic adventure of high fantasy with notes of friendship, danger, and most importantly, hope. Will our adventure survive to descend into the dungeon? Or is there a dark and calamity taking root far from the sun's reach? So Methuselah is going to turn to the group and be like, I think we should do something about Thorn in terms of maybe hiding him so that, you know, the kobolds don't see an enemy when he walks into their sort of community, especially considering that goblins did steal their dragon. What, what is wrong with Thornses? Thornses is very nice. Oh yes, you're, you're wonderful the way you are. I just, you know, don't want to stir any sort of immediate conflict by people that might assume that you're one of those goblins. It's nothing against you, Thorn. You're just... You could just be a little bit over-eager sometimes when meeting new people. Yes, that's true. I, I do have a sort of way to maybe help disguise you if you're interested. Uh, Thorn, I think this is more about protecting you than wanting to change you. Okay. I, I, Thorn guesses that this is good idea if others agree yeah all right uh i i have this kit it has some sort of like paints in it and you can help me like pick out the colors and whatnot oh okay let's do that can i use my disguise kit then to maybe try to turn thorn into a very weird looking cobalt <laughs> all right you can do a performance check for me, please. Twelve. Twelve. For all senses and purposes, this does not look like a goblin anymore. But maybe a very ugly version of a kobold. Like a very rounded kobold. Doesn't have much of those angular, sharp um, reptilian features, but uh, at least the color you got it right, and uh, it looks interesting with those big ears. But uh, yeah, it doesn't look like a goblin. Maybe the kobolds will not notice it. I did like ask Thorn to like help me with the colors. Like, what colors did Thorn pick? Probably like the brightest yellow. Like he looks terrible. He looks fucked up. Thorn does not know color theory. <laughs> oh, not at all. Thorn definitely looks probably scarier with the makeup on than with it off. He definitely looks like a kobold that's been inbred at least 50 times. <laughs> oh my god, a barbarian kobold. Uh, Mortis just sort of looks over at Thorn, just gives him a smile. He's like, I think you look... Uh, uh, I, I think you look grayish. I think you, you look beautiful like this. And the way you are, of course. I think you look really unique, Thorn. That's the word. <laughs> wow. 
Maybe thorns will keep makeup on forever. We'll just have to do some touch-up along the way. Oh, okay. Huh? Where did the goblin go? Huh? Goblin escaped. Okay, then. Let's go. You see, Thorn? It's working. Then Meepo turns with the group and Meepo starts to guide the group further into the hallways of this area. You guys reach what seems to be a very long hallway. Before, you did not see much in terms of cobalt activity, although you did pass a few rooms. So maybe within those rooms is where the rest of the cobalts are. Although, within this long hallway, you guys do see cobalts. These cobalts are very unique in comparison to Meepo. Although Meepo has the distinguishing features of having a shite load of things carrying it on their back, these other ones are much different. Some of them bear wings that floats up a little bit above the uh, above the air every now and then, almost as to just to exercise it, while others carry shields, tall shields for cobalt's stature, the size of what basically is a normal human shield, but they have an interesting texture, scaly-like, of dark color. And they hold spears as well. They are positioned in specific areas, such as near one of the doors, and also walking up and down this hallway. In the far distance, you do see what seems to be a small seating arrangement with other cobalts there too. And the most distinguishing feature of this hallway is the fact that it has a set of two columns that makes into a roll of columns all the way down the hallway. These columns made of the same stone as the ground that the rest of the hallway features intertwined dragons. All right, and Meepo continues down the hall in between the rows of intertwined dragon columns. It takes no more than 10 minutes to reach the end, where there you see what seems to be a singular short throne. This throne is constructed of fallen bits of masonry stacked together against an old altar. On the top of this altar sits what seems to be a small chest, and there is a portion of this altar that serves as the back of the throne that is intricately carved into the head of a dragon. A dragon that you recognize far too well, for it is the head of the Dark Warden. That pedestal with the visage of the Dark Warden clearly shakes your very core, Methuselah, and you're currently 10 feet away from the altar and the kobolds by the altar 
and you are frightened of the altar. So do consider as if you had a frightened condition to the altar. Then yeah, I'm gonna move away as far as I can from the altar. Completely back into the end of the hall. Yep. Just walk it's out. It's true. Alright. Uh, meanwhile, everybody else stands in front of Yuzdral, which is what seems to be a kobold, a little bit bigger, just a few inches bigger than Meeple, but dressed in these weird rags that feels like just a piece of a flag that was taken and a flag that is so old the painting of it has been like botched out you know like has been completely like you can't really see the pattern anymore you can just see the faint shadow of what once was there mostly gray now it wears as if it was a dress and there is also decided another kobold with a large shield made of the same texture as the other two and a third kobold beside on the other side of the throne that one sports what seems to be almost like a makeshift set of wings dragon wings but made with rustic materials like pieces of scrap cloth and and tarp but while you guys stand there looking at the leader of the kobolds Methuselah just turns 180 degrees and starts walking back <laughs> down the hall can I actually say that Methuselah instead of like turning around just starts walking like backwards <laughs> yeah okay I'm away. okay with that so meanwhile everybody's facing forward Methuselah just starts walking backwards while still facing forward <laughs> Can Seeker notice that Methuselah is kind of just, you know, doing their thing? I think he would. It's kind of like awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll say that everybody notices. Uh, is Methuselah okay? Uh, Mortis is going to kind of lean into Seeker and be like, I believe it might have something to do with that. And he points up at the dragon statue. Oh, I think you might be right. Should one of us go check on them? Um, sure, yes. I believe that might be a good idea. Would you like to do it? Uh, sure, yeah. Last thing that I want to say, was the only thing I didn't get to describe, is that uh, within the jaws of this carving, there is a silver key propped on it as if the dragon statue the dragon carving was biting into this key it's loose there it's literally just propped in it but it that's the imagery that you get out of this meepo who's there these you bring to our community ah is it people that will help us help finding or dragon! Um, what do you guys do? Uh, Mortis is going to step forward. He's going to give, like, a very formal bow. And he's going to be like, Greetings. 
I am Mortis of Lestri, warrior of the Tension Dynasty. Uh, my compatriots and I have heard of your issues, and we would like to offer our services. In a very regal way, she lifts her head, and you have the impression that it's almost as if she was performing more than actually acting normally, like most nobles do. She goes, Polite you are. Very well. You are in the presence of Eustral, leader of the kobolds who lives in the ancient home of Kerigallon, the Dark Warden. We are honored, Eustral. Thorn kind of steps forward, awkwardly trying to like follow Mortis's way of acting, but it comes off really stiff. And he goes, My name is, um, Nepo, the kobold. Yusrael then looks at Meepo and goes, Is that a lost relative? Don't know him. Don't know it? Thing? Yes, we are cousins, fifth times removed. Cousin? Ah! And Meepo approaches and hugs you in a intense, a passionate hug. Yes, Nipu, Nipu, you finally found us. I never knew of you. Thorn just hugs him back and goes, yes, yes, we found us each other. Nipu is here. Nipu is here to stay forever. Now the hugging intensifies into hugging jumping because Nipu starts to jump. I don't know if uh, Thorn reciprocates into jumping into little hops while hugging, but that's at least what Meepo does. The more energy that's given, the more like wild up thorns get. So Thorn probably escalates it from jumping to just like picking up Meepo and like spinning him really fast. Me and Meepo just extends their arms Whee! as it just gets spinned by you. Meepo is actually very light, very, very light. Um, maybe I'm not nourished, but very light. Yusdral then goes, Meepo, Meepo, behave yourselves in front of your leader. Come on. Thorin will like put Meepo down and then like do a little bow and be like, yes, sorry, you gloriousnesses one. Yes, yes, thank you, thank you, yes. You can join our community. Our colony is back there, she points to the end of the hall. You can gather with your family and Meepo's last relative, Uncle Tripo. Yes, I, I will do that. Now, you spoke of helping us. You sure you can do that? The goblins are particularly evil and very dangerous. Oh, yes, uh, where are we? We have quite a bit of experience in battle. We have survived this vile place for a few days now. But that is not all that there is. For the goblins alone, there is not the true danger in here. Unfortunately, something else is here with the goblins. Something that is giving them power and making them bold. Hmm. Do you know what this something might be? I know it very well, for it has been a plague to our community. It has been kidnapping some of our kobolds and taking it deep within the, the ancestral home that we took. 
Well, no matter how grave this threat, I promise that me and my friends will be able to smite the fool and return your people to you. I find it unlikely that you will find the kobolds that were taken. It has been weeks, months, even years for some of them, but the dragon we hope you can find it for us. Just beware of the outcast. Beware of the druid down in the garden. Mortis is like composure is broken very noticeably at the mention of a druid and he's like I'm, I'm sorry a, a druid you say that is at least what the goblins that we took as prisoners said there is an a druid that took residence in the very deep part of this ancestral home in the garden of Keringalan himself lies a horrific druid, one who has been using the kobolds for his nefarious work, and he is the reason why the goblins are so bold as to kidnap not only members of her community, but also people outside of the citadel. It is a shame to hear of one so powerful imposing their abilities on others. I swear to you that if if I encounter this druid, he will answer for this. I hope you do not. I do not know what true power they holds, but he is not good. I have seen some of its minions and some of its horrors as my cobalt warriors had to fight some of the skeletons that was brought up by this druid or some of the adventurers that unfortunately met their demise within the garden and came back up as skeletons as well indeed we we ourselves encountered some skeletons on our path here so you know the danger he can bestow upon people who traversed the area be careful just find our dragon so we can make sure we are safe from his evil your caution is appreciated uh, do you know what direction we must travel to reach the goblin encampment yes I do and I can provide some sort of guidance all the way there I can ask one of my kobold warriors to join you until you find the dragon then I will have to ask the kobold to bring the dragon back, you can join too, or you can just proceed forward. But at the very least, I can do that. For you see, there are two paths that leads towards the kobold area that they took from us. One is by the end of the hall. You guys must have seen the two kobold warriors protecting a door in the end of the hall. That door leads to the goblins encampment the shortest of paths and we have trapped it and make sure that it's safe because and the goblins have used many times to kidnap members of our community we have trapped it and locked it and we keep it tight under security but if you guys wish to use it it would be the fastest way to get there although there is another entrance 
going around the different tunnels not too well explored by us as we try to keep ourselves close to each other for safety in numbers. That path might not be as well protected as well by the goblins. Unfortunately, I will not be able to tell you exactly where to go. Well, we have much to consider then, but thank you for your assistance. I promise that your faith in us is not misplaced. And he's going to give another bow. Good. I will also reward you. I know that you late subjects of the dragons now feel entitled to take compensation whenever doing some tasks. So if you guys do bring my dragon back, the contents of my treasures, and she kind of looks towards the uh, little chest on top of the altar, will be yours. Okay, you have any questions to which can I aid towards your new quest now? Uh, yes, actually, I, I had a query about the dragon. Uh, what role did it play within your community? Karlsritz is meant to be our protector and our future leader, for we are still heir to the dragons, and we seek to have their reign back. Their divine domain is still very alive within and she puts a hand over her chest. Our hearts, they unfortunately were usurped long time ago, and we just want to make sure to have their guidance and love again. Now we scramble and we scour and we hide, but back then, at least my parents and grandparents would say, we were respected and we were Powerful. Uh, Mortis is gonna kind of consider the words and be like, hmm. Well, I understand your urgency then. Uh, I will do everything in my power to return this heir to you. Please do so. It took many, many of my people to find an egg intact. Oh dear, um, uh, your great ship, might I ask one more question? Right ahead. Uh, do you know the way uh, to the colony? I believe my young my young friend uh, thought. I, I mean, uh, Nepo must have run off. Oh, I mean, Nepo was with Nepo, so you can just look inside of the colony. It's literally just in the end of the hall. Um, you can ask any of the cobalt standing guards to guide you there. Um, when you guys are ready to undergo your search for Kalsritz, just return to me and I'll make sure to order two of my Cobalt Warriors to go and guide you. Yes, of course. Uh, thank you for your time. I promise we will return with haste. Do so, please. And then, like, Mortis is going to turn away, and, like, the, all the composure from his face just fades away. And under his breath, he's just like, that goblin's going to be the death of me. <laughs> In the meantime, let's go back to see what Methuselah was doing while this whole conversation took place. So you're 
gingerly backing away to the point that you could not hear the conversation. Seeker then follows you. Uh, hey, Methuselah. Oh, hello, Seeker. I, I, I sort of just uh, lost myself for a moment there. What was it? The dragon again? Yes, it, it sort of put me back in the, in the garden. And there was, there was no lights, you know, nothing but darkness and flowers. And so strange. Oh, sorry, sorry. I, I keep I keep losing myself like this. Oh, no, no, it, it ain't your fault. Uh, trust me. Uh, I know that this can, is probably really difficult for you, and I'm I'm here to listen if you want to get it off your chest. Well, I, I suppose what what sort of caught me off guard was the uh, the dragon head statue thing. That's uh, <laughs> that's the Dark Warden. Oh, that that ain't good. Uh. I think Mortis was talking to the the leader of the community. Maybe we can. Maybe it's just a coincidence. But again, we should probably ask Mortis. I suppose so. It is a little bit concerning to see that the Cobots have such a figure of the Dark Warden. I I wouldn't know why, but uh, yes, I suppose we can. Go see if Mortis got any information. Alright, but only if you're ready. You take a few moments to breathe. And the only thing that stops you from completing it is that the sounds of Nipo and Meepo walking by you guys to head towards the colony distracts you a few moments. But you then focus again and you're able to collect yourself enough to face this. I guess now we'll we'll go find Mortis. As you guys are heading back towards the little throne room, Mortis literally just finishes talking to the leader, Yusrao, and turns around, murmurs something under his breath. You don't know what, but as you just take a few steps forward, you see the two Methuselah and Seeker coming back. Oh, sorry there, Mortis. Uh, I got a little uh, frazzled. No worries. It happens. I understand, given given your fears. Uh, but right now, do you know where... Uh, and he, takes, he realizes that they're still among the kobolds. Do you know where Nepo ran off to? Oh, we just saw them pass by like a moment ago. Well, we, we I, I think it might be pertinent for us to co- collect him, just because, you know, he, we don't want anything to get uncovered. I suppose so. I suppose so. <laughs> um, I guess we'll start making our way back to the direction. As we're walking, I do want to, like, ask, like, Mortis about, like, what he, he talked about. Mortis, if you don't mind, uh, I didn't quite hear the conversation. Uh, what, what, what did you talk about with the leader? Well, uh, I, I was given several directions 
to where the goblin encampment and where the dragon's being held, uh, one of which one of which the leader said they could provide us a guide for, but it might be more heavily guarded, whereas the other path would be less guarded, but we would mostly be on our own in terms of navigation. I see. Um, did you, any perchance, ask any questions about what they were doing with the dragon, or their intentions with this young dragon? Well, uh, these kobolds are a little bit fanatical. Uh, they seem to believe that the dragon is a sort of heir, and that uh, it is meant to be their future ruler of sorts. Oh, so then they're, these, uh, these kobolds then are part of the dragon empire? Well, in a sense, I believe their ancestors were part of the, this empire, but... For the most part, they seem relatively harmless. Maybe they had a falling out and are trying to get back in the good grace of the dragons. Either way, uh, if they're trying to do this, it's... It's not good. I understand your fears, but there is no empire, not anymore. This dragon is a mere survivor. The dragon itself may not be entirely bad, but... If these people want to sort of bring about the Draconic Empire or interact with it in any way, it's evil because the dragons were all about oppressing others. You know, they, they, they were not kind to the people in their court or the people who served underneath them. They had, you know, many servants who they treat like, like garbage. I don't know if it would be right to bring this dragon back so they can hurt people. In the least, the, the, go the goblins have been abducting members of the cobalt community, and apparently there's some sort of evil druid that's been raising the dead. I, I believe they were responsible for the skeletons we've encountered. So what we do with the dragon, well, we'll save that decision for when we find them, but... In the very least, there is evil that must be thwarted. I, I do want to mention, we're not too, too far from Tom's Rest, and if there's going to be dragons flying around in the sky, I, I don't really want my people to be dealing with that, if you know what I'm talking about. Because, well, fur could uh, catch on fire very, very easily. You make a fair point, Seeker. Uh, well... It's not for us to decide at the moment. I believe what is most pertinent is that we find this goblin encampment and perhaps even this crazed druid. And I mean, I know this is sort of weird to say considering, but I think it's also worth considering that, you know, we should also listen to the goblins and their story as well. Because who knows, these kobolds might have a a reason to hate them, but the goblins might have their own reasons as well. Not sort of not giving an excuse for any of the actions between these two parties, but it's still worth sort of sorting out. I don't want to assume that people are just evil for existing and trying to survive. You are correct. We don't have the full story at the moment. Uh, I, 
I believe the only way that we will figure any of this out is if we venture out and find the truth for ourselves. But the first thing we need to do is find that pesky little friend of ours. Forn, or should I say Nepo, you are brought to this place by Meepo, which is a very big room. Like, it should be equivalent to a theater, almost, of how big it is. And within this huge area, it's very near the door that Yusrael mentioned, the one that was guarded by the two kobolds. Within this room, there is literally a miniature city made of scraps and garbage and tarp and whatever can be found with small little um, alcoves of light made with bonfires of garbage and there is easily at least 45 kobolds uh, amongst old, young and like abled bodies that are working and living together and talking and teaching and playing and everything. It's an active community here um, made of the scraps and everything that they could find. Uh, you do spot at least two kobold warriors bearing shield and spear as well, but they are calm here. They are sitting, they are talking to the rest of the friends and community members. And Meepo actively goes, let me bring you to Treebo, let's go! And darts into the midst. What do you do? Thorn follows very excitedly. You follow it silently into the midst, into the crowd, until you find a small T-shaped hovel that... You don't even know how it's, it is a hovel because it's almost like a little flagpost with a tarp that is stretched out into the ground, making a weird T-shape, making a little triangle shape. And underneath the tarp, there is what seems to be an older cobalt, same color as Meepo, this brownish scaly color, but they seem to be less saturated in that signifies the old age in it. Meepo then walks up Tripo and goes, Uncle Tripo, look, we found Nipo, a cousin removed. Tripo, who was tanning a rat, um, looks up to you, squint its eyes, and with its lower jaw shaking, it's so good to see you, Nepo. And he brings you up into a hug and goes, So long has it been since it's just me and Nepo. But now, not, a, not anymore. Nepo is here. Now, we must make sure to populate our family again. We need to make it big like it was before. I had 16 cousins and I need to make sure that we bring our numbers back. Meepo, have you spoke to Sheila? No, Sheila doesn't talk to me. Meepo, 
You got good. You had everything with the dragon job. You need to bring the dragon back so Sheila can see you. Can want you and want eggs. Yes, people. Nipple, tell me what kind of, uh, you know, uh, how have you been? Have, do you have family? Do you, do you have kids? Ah, no, Nipple has no kids. Um, but Nipple has, um, uh, one parent. One parent is good. One parent is good. We will bring them back and we'll have a big family. Do you, do you like other kobolds? I have heard of kobolds mingling with other races to, to make their numbers big, but we need our big family. We need to have that big, big safety of numbers back. Nepo has not found anyone Nepo likes just yet, but but maybe one day Nepo will find someone these likes. I have 30 options for you. And what do you prefer? Uh, do you prefer those who bear eggs or do you prefer strong? I ha that increases the odds to 35. Nepo has not thought about this yet. Nepo is still very young and, and it's not taking the time to sit down and weigh Nepo's options. Sometimes Nepo thinks that um, egg bearing kobolds are very pretty and sometimes Nepo thinks that strong warrior kobolds are also very pretty. So Nepo will have to sit down and really decide. It is good, it is good. Come sit with me here. You can act like tanning just like I was doing. And he sits down, he goes, I have lots of experience. I have been with those who bear eggs and I have been with those who make eggs. It's really good. Meepo will go over and sit down with him very enthusiastically hearing his advice. My advice is to find whatever connects you to whatever person you like. I had a moment where I liked very smart kobolds. They were very difficult because, you know, I am strong, not much smart. So I had to find a way to connect my smarts with their smarts. And that's why I'm good at cards, because I could always trick them and make them think I'm smarter than they are. That way I got a lot of kobolds to be with me. Some created kids, others just integrated kids into our family, increasing our power to 13 um, offsprings, you know, accepted ones and biologically too, from eggs. Um, but then I went into a phase that I liked strong ones and I just wrestled them. It would be nice. The key here is to find what connects you to the next one. Now let's look at that one over there. That one seems to be very strong. Bushes, barrels, a lot. So do you like strong ones? As the conversation goes between Tripo and newfound Nepo, uh, the rest of the group opens up the door towards the colony of kobolds and see the same, the small little community of small little lizard people going on in their lives, their active and lively lives. Yes, 
I imagine like as we're kind of like we're gonna go look for Thorn now. I imagine as we do, um, Methuselah is gonna take out York, and I'm gonna play some music as we're walking through. Um, and I'm going to actually play a song about a red dragon who is basically just the story of Alicaris, but instead of having her be a dragonborn, I'm saying that she's this beautiful red dragon. You start to play on Yorick, but maybe it's the... Maybe it's the excitement of making a song about Alicaris that makes you nervous, and instead, it, you can't really focus on playing the instrument, making the instrument, making these very loud, very scary sounds, which makes the kobolds in the vicinity scurry out. Like, as you are walking, there is like a good like 10 feet of space that the kobolds are opening up for you. Nipo, Thorn, you hear this sound in the distance, and Tripo goes, Oh! My ears, it hasn't been the same, but I haven't heard something as bad as this as the one time I tried to serenade people. Oh! Uh, Nipo will look at him and go, Oh yes, that is the horrible instrument that screams that my friend has. Um, I will go with them now and help take back the dragon from the goblinses. Oh, make them stop. All chances of making you be with someone is decreasing by the time he continues playing. Uh, yes, I love you, Uncle Treble. And then he'll go to Meeple and be like, I love you too, Meeple. And then he'll run out and go towards the sound. We love you, Nipo. Nipo then waves at you. Bye! Come back fast! And Thorn quickly heads towards you guys. Mortal's gonna see Thorn and just like, as soon as he gets close enough, just like pick him up by the scruff of his clothes. Just be like, you had me so worried. They're trying to make me find other kobolds to make little kobolds, but I, Thorne does not know if he likes them like that. Well, this, this is what you get for trying to integrate yourself into their family. They're very confused. <laughs> oh, don't worry, Thorne. These kobolds, they're, they're more used to safety in numbers, so I imagine this uh, sort of family was just... You know, trying to keep you safe in the strange ways that they found was the way to keep you safe. Yes, but they were asking Fornces as if he likes different kobolds and and likes likes loving the kobolds. He said Thorns does not feel like that. And now Thorn is very confused. Uh, Mortis is going to put Thorn back down and just like sort of kneel down to him and be like, listen, listen. I was just very worried, because if they had discovered who you are, you know, Lord knows what they would have done to you. You know, you, you need to be more careful. Thor nods, and he just, like, crawls in the mortise's shell. Yeah. <laughs> He'll, like, pat his shell. Just be like, alright, it's alright. What do you guys do now? Well, uh, should we, uh decide which path we're going to take or is there anything we need to do here before we go? There are different paths we can take. Ah, yes. Mortis is going to briefly explain what he said to Seeker and Methuselah earlier. 
Uh, hey, Mortis. Yes. Uh, I think there was a key in the dra in the dragon's mouth, in the uh, you know, you're trying to gesture like without saying like dragon head statue, because uh, they don't they don't want to fuck up Methuselah, you know. Want to trigger Methuselah? Yeah. <laughs> is really yes, yes. I I I know what you're referring to. I I saw this key. What do you think it does? Well, I, the thought had occurred to me, but I, I wasn't sure if perhaps asking such a question would be improper. But uh, I, the leader did say that we should see them before heading out, so I suppose if you like, we can ask when we address her again. Yeah, I think that would be a good idea. Thorn will lean over after Mortis has explained to him the different paths and he'll go. Well, it might be faster to go to the roots, right to the goblins, but if it will be more dangerous, then we might want to take a longer time to go so that maybe we can get them unawares. Well, I think my only thought is I, I am a little bit nervous about having some sort of guards with us because I, I am a little bit concerned about what they plan to do with this dragon and how they plan to conduct themselves. They, they sort of, from what Mortis told me, that they, they were sort of interested in reforming some sect of the Triconic Empire or reaching out to them in some way. Uh, and I'm not really too certain about you know, perpetuating this sort of thing that caused a lot of people pain. But if we don't bring the dragons back, then then people will not have chances with a very pretty kobold. You drive a hard bargain there, but uh, I don't know. I, I I think there's something like we can't. I don't. I don't really just want to bring it back and then let it be. I, I want to have some sort of assurance that these people don't have these intentions of hurting others. Wells, when we're out of the dangers and we've got everyone safe, then maybe we can sit down with them at a nice tea party and, and talk to them and, and you can tell them your stories and, and maybe that will change the minds of them. I suppose so. Well, as I mentioned before, we can't make a decision right now. We'll have to see the goblins, perhaps get their side of the story, and then ultimately decide what we're going to do with the dragon. Which is why I, I think it would be best to go ourselves and not have guards with us. Agreed. Might take us a bit longer to navigate, but I'm certain we can handle it. Uh, is that decision agreeable to the rest of you? I think so, yeah. The ones at Greece. Very well, then. Uh, was was there anything else any of you wanted to do while we're here? Well, does anyone need any supplies? We could see if these people sort of had, like, a market for us to buy things. Not a bad idea. No, I think that's a really good idea, Masuzula. You guys can look around, for sure. Just know that it's 90% garbage. 
most of the stuff that you guys would find is probably just like provisions and rations because they cook the meats that they find uh, out there. I don't know much in terms of like actual weapons and stuff, but... Uh, hey Mortis, I'm thinking of something that I could maybe look for if I got your help with it. Uh, yes, what did you have in mind? Uh, what if we tried to find some more, like, healer's kits? That would be very, very useful to you, and I think that, uh, they'd also be very useful to Faith when we find her. Well, I'd be in agreement. I'm not sure if we'll be able to find one in this type of place, but I'd be happy to lend my assistance. All right, thank you very, very much, Mortis. All right, for you guys to be able to find people uh, and engage in conversation, uh, I would like you guys to do a perception check, but use your charisma if you can, because it is more like trying to find somebody to converse with, talking to people. Um, I would also allow investigation with charisma. Um, 25. Mm -hmm. Thorn got an 11 to look for torches. So, if I understand correctly, Methuselah and Thor... No, Methuselah and Mortis with Seeker, you guys are all looking for like healer's kits and stuff like that to help heal. Meanwhile, Thorn is looking for someone that can get torches. Um, everybody passes on this. It's just I'm going to try to discern how much you can get out of, out of the numbers that you rolled. Yours was 18, right? No, um, mine was a 11. 11? Uh, that's still good enough. You can easily find a person, one of the kobolds, that is interested in providing you not even that trade just provide you because they did think you are a kobold uh they provide you two at least and if you wanted more they say that they need to trade but at least to give they can give you two torches um yeah thorn will take the two and he he's not like super like he doesn't need them extremely but he'll take the two and he'll thank them and then he'll regroup with everyone else. For the rest of you guys, I would say that together you guys find a total of four healers kids. Um, they are made of garbage. Like stained cloth. You don't know of what. Uh, rusted, rustic, uh, like sharp things to work as like knives and things to help you and bandage and stuff. Yes. Just looking at them, like without fully analyzing, do we? Can we determine whether or not they might work? <laughs> That's the thing. They still will help you in a pinch, but there will be a small DC to see if you contract some sort of disease. The tetanus <laughs> healer's kit. But because of the rolls, how good they were, it's not going to be a hard check for you guys to do. But there's still a chance. Similar to Thorn, are they just going to give them to us? Because we're not kobolds, or do they want us to trade for them? Um. Yeah, they do want to trade for that. Yeah, They assumed that um, Thorn was a member of the community. So they were just willing to give, willing to help. Uh, 
they are actually gonna take whatever you guys give. They are not too smart in terms of like value and stuff. They just literally one per one kind of thing. Yes. Could I offer them some silver? Yeah, they will take it. Okay. I'm gonna give the shimitar. They take it. Yeah. And they grab it and they start swinging at them. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Mortis is gonna reach into his bag. He's gonna give them two candles. And just be like, oh, these are useful if you need to light up just a small little area in your homes or something like that. You give the two candles um, to the kobolds. One of them pays attention to what you say. The other one is just looking at the candle, takes a bite of the candle. And the one that pays attention to you looks at the one biting the candle and just like slaps it. And then takes the candle and, no, not meant for that, walks out. But they have provided you the uh, two healers kits for those. And then, of course, Seeker's gonna give like one silver for the last one. Yep. And that one silver, they look shiny. Yeah. Yeah, shiny. And about three of them like grabs the one silver piece and then show it to each other and then grab it and show it to other people. And the silver piece just disappears amongst all the cobalt stories excitedly show it to each other. I do want to say that this whole thing took place within about two hours. Talking to the cobalt, interacting, exploring, and finding the things. What do you guys do next? Well, I suppose we can talk to the leader again. Indeed. Uh, he's going to look over to Methuselah. Are you certain you're going to be all right in the presence of the, the you know, thing? Well, I, I may have to just sort of stay at the other side of the room and maybe face the wall and just stare at it. Of course, yes. You do what you gotta do, Methuselah. We understand. All right. You guys then head back to the big hallway of columns and head down towards the throne. Uh, Methuselah, you see the thing, and you are able to compose yourself faster than last time. Now you're kind of preparing yourself, already expecting it. Yeah, I imagine to like, sort of, like, not think about the Dark Word, and I just think about, like, Chrysantha instead, and just be like, I want to go home to her, and, you know, I have to sort of face the dragon to do so, so let's do this. So he helps. You guys meet with Usdral, and she goes, more friends of yours to help in the quest? Indeed. Uh, I believe that we are ready to venture out. Uh, there was one matter we were curious about. Uh, we couldn't help but notice the uh, magnificent statue that you have on display and uh, we, we saw some sort of key in its mouth. Uh, do you know what that key does? Yes, yes. This key is mine and it is the key that protects my treasure on top of the altar. The face and the power that resides within this place 
protects this key. Kerry Gallen himself protects this key. And she places a hand, almost like caringly, onto the face as she reaches upwards. He protected this place long ago, before the end of the Time of Dragons. And now he protects my treasures. Well, good to know. Uh, well, with that, I suppose we should be off. Uh, we've decided, uh, just for in the interest of safety, we'll probably take the path with less resistance. I, I understand that you won't be able to provide us a guide in that case, but I trust that we'll be able to manage. Okay, I completely understand. And to be completely honest, I'm actually happy that you guys decided not to take some of our warriors with you. Not that I don't want you guys to succeed, it's just that our numbers are small as it is. So every single one of us counts, no matter how big or how small. Yes, it's, it's understandable that you'd want to protect your people, so don't worry about that. Yes, although I do still require that one person goes with you. One person that knows Carl sits more than anybody else. Meepo will go with you. And when Meepo finds the dragon or dragon, Meepo will be able to bring the dragon back if you guys do not wish to return with Meepo. Or if you do, it will be great. The reward is still on the table. Regardless if you guys come back with the dragon, as long as the dragon comes back, I will give you the reward whenever you guys arrive. Understandable. If that is your wish, we will collect Meepo and be on our way. Yes. If you guys have any other questions for us, since you're not going to have or additional anything that we can do to make your work easier you better ask now Morris just kind of glances at the rest of the group I do believe that we're satisfied thank you again for your time and he's gonna do another like royal bow <laughs> oh thank you whatever is left of the old draconic empire thanks you now please stay close to where the colony is the door one of my guards will make sure to fetch Meepo for you. He is very fast, so we need to make sure to be quick in getting him. And she nods at you guys in a ceremonial way. You guys then head back towards the door, wait outside, and after a few sounds of commotion, Meepo appears out of the door. I am supposed to go with you! Hi, Meepo! Meepo! Yay! We will be together! Yes, we will get the dragonses together! Yay! Yay! Alright then! I can guide you to the area, but from there on, I don't know where to go. So, you guys will have to lead. I'll just follow and make sure not to be in front of you or around you, or at least distracting you. I'll try. Never fear, Meepo. Once you get us there, we'll be quite capable. Yes, and we'll keep you safe along the way. Thank you, thank you. I mean, it means a lot to me that you guys are helping. And Nippo is helping. 
Trebo will be so happy. All right, we can go. And Meepo just kind of does one of those like little hops to adjust the the weighted garbage that he has on his back, and he proceeds on forward. You guys follow him, um, leading towards the halls, back to where you guys first met Meepo, that little area with the cage of the dragon. And in the far end of that hall, there was a door that seemed to be hidden almost, but after pulling out some debris from in front of it, Meepo opens the door and that ends to an empty hallway. From here on out, it's kind of abandoned. We're not supposed to stray from the rest of the colony. So the dragon needed bigger space that wasn't going to put the cool bones in danger. That's why we put the dragon here. Here, from here on out, I don't know where to go. Have you really never gone any farther than this, Meepo? Oh no, Meepo's scared. But I wanted to make Dribble proud. So I got the job with the dragon egg. I have like, kind of an easy time with animals. At least out of animals that crawl and animals that make little silk webs. It's kind of fun. Fizzle like takes out their super dusty notebook and starts to like kind of write these things down as Meepo's talking, as if like later on maybe Methuselah's gonna write a song about Meepo. Well, well, Meepo, do you at least know which direction we could start in that might perhaps lead us to where we need to be? And he points towards the empty hallway. Very well then. Ah, who would like to lead us into the great unknown? Well, you've been leading us so far. Yeah, and you haven't led us astray yet, Mortis. So I'm gonna say that we're gonna trust you to lead us. Understandable. Uh, Thor, he's like about to say Thor. He's like, Nepo. Uh, Nepo will hop off of your shell and light up a torch for you. Uh, thank you very much, little one. He's gonna pat you on the head. And then let's be off. You guys go down this hallway. It's serpentines, left and right, almost as if heading further into the debris of the Sunless Citadel, the ruins of the Sunless Citadel. You guys then open a door that leads to an empty chamber, chamber that is home only to rat droppings and maybe some stained flagstones and crumbled debris up to you guys to do whatever you want in this empty chamber before going to the next one that is immediately opposite to the door that you just opened uh can i roll to see if there's any signs that fates has been here roll a i would say survival check sorry an 11. 11. this place is very dusty so Although some little footsteps are noticeable, 
no big footsteps or noticeable. You don't think that anybody was here. Mortis is gonna pull out his greatsword and just like sort of lean it on his shoulder as he's walking. <laughs> and just turn to the group and say, Be careful. There may be vermin about. Well, uh, this seems to be nothing sort of in here. We can keep going. Luckily, it's, it's quiet here. You guys then proceed to the next door. Opening it, it's a little bit stuck. So you guys put your strength behind it and open the door finally. The place is very similar to the previous room that is empty, at least in size. But there is clearly what seems to be a path ahead towards another set of hallways. But to your left, there's a door. And to your right, there seems to be a dried up fountain. It might be a tram or something. This fountain is ornate, but cracked and punished by time. The fountain's overarching carving is that of a diving dragon, retaining little of its original beauty, but the craftsmanship is still very well noticeable. A dragon that is carved from stone and dives into the unexisting pond. And there's the wall on the other side, like I said. What do you guys do? Well, do we want to keep going down or shall we check out this door? Before Seeker answers that, can I again check to see if there's any signs that Faith has been here? Do a survival check. 15. Indications clearly show uh, signs of um, rat activity. Little small feet, droppings, but no humanoid-like feet. Even small ones such as the kobolds or the goblins is not noticeable here. Uh... I think we should continue on. Um, uh, by looking at the footprints on the ground, it doesn't appear to have been stepped on by any, well, humanoid beings like Faith would be. Can I go to the door beside us and like put my ear against it and try to listen for something? You start to head towards the door. The door from a distance it just seems to be a ornate door of the same stone as the rest of the dungeon. But getting closer, you see the intricacies of the door carving. Starting with the fact that the door and the frame has a clear carving that goes at least like one inch in in the very middle of the door, almost as if it was a line that crosses over the door. Um, the door itself, made of stone, has an intricate carving of a skeletal dragon. On the top of the frame of the door, it is made of these very well put uh, mosaic pieces, stones, makes a circular frame for the door. And on the top of this frame, there is the words Indraconic. Rebuke the dead, open the way. Getting close to the door, five feet to it, you start to notice a cool chill as you approach the closet. 
and you place your ear over the surface area as comfortably as you can in between the carving itself of the skeletal dragon. The door is very cold to the touch, but there is no sound emanating from the other side. Well, this door doesn't seem interesting at all. Ah, we should we should definitely keep going. Are you sure? No, there's nothing of note at all. Oh yes, sir. It's just a weird coughing. That's that's all in some gibberish writing. It's just nothing. It's it's not interesting. Well, in that case, then we can go down the dark hallway. Oh, I trust you. Let's move on. <laughs> yes, let's get away from this door as best we can. Well, actually, can Seeker roll insight just because Methuselah seems to be acting odd? Yes, Seeker, you can. Can Can Thorn help Seeker? Sure. An 18. So you're easily able to see that Methuselah is very agitated by this door. The consensus between Thorn and Seeker is that Methuselah might be hiding something. of the Sala Citadel. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe to us on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. And be sure to catch the next installment of the Sala Citadel every Thursday at 12 p.m. EST. If you like the show, please consider leaving a review. It's a small way to show you support. That goes a long way to connect with us, follow our social media accounts, and if you like to support us, you can head over to our Patreon to join the conversation, new sneak peeks of the next project, and discover our fantastical bonus content. Our intro score was created by Patrick Quartin from Off the Beat and Bath musical. The Sala Citadel can be found in Tales from the Yami Portal by Wizards of the Coast. The World of Los Mondos was created by Pedro Stockler. Thanks again for listening from all of us here. And the storytellers ever!